Think about his love Think about his goodness Think about his grace That has brought us through It's God, we can't even comprehend it. And sometimes we use words and we believe it, but we really don't know the depth of it sometimes. And I don't think till we actually get over there will we ever understand it. And uh, God bless you. Welcome to the house of the Lord tonight. Good to see some of you that have been journeying to be here. Good to see a few visitors with us. And um, God bless you. Esther. <laughs> Sister Esther lives in West Kelowna, and she was evacuated from her house, not knowing if she'd have a house to return to. And today she can say, God is great and God is good. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We want to remember, we're just going to go to prayer and go to the Word. We want to remember Brother Max, who is ministering in Trinidad this week, and uh, just keep him in prayer. Also, just we sometimes forget, but let's remember the believers in Ukraine. You know, um, I just heard today, my wife and I had traveled there about 12, 14 years ago, I think, and, and the brother who was there, Brother Vladimir, and we had such a precious time with them. He went to visit some family in Europe, and as he was coming back, it took him six days in a lineup in a car in the border to get back home. And even when he's back home, you can hear bombs in the background. These are believers like you and I. Let's remember our brothers and sisters there. Also heard a request today for the Stewart family from Fort St. John. They have a, a need in the family for a child. That's a maybe unborn child, I believe. But if you have a need, maybe unspoken, just lift your hand. You want to be remembered. Let's do that tonight. Heavenly Father, today we just come again tonight, thankful to sing the songs of Zion. Thankful, Lord, though we live in a weary land. Lord, you're still the rock. You're still the shelter in the time of storm. 
Lord, you're still our peace. You're still our comfort. You're still everything to us, Lord. Father, we confess it with our lips. We sing it with our songs. We utter it with our hands and our voices, O oh God. But Lord, you mean everything to us. Oh, Lord, draw us closer to your side tonight. Bring us into a greater walk, part of our walk with you. Lord, we realize we're living in a time of judgment. It's hanging over the earth. But Lord, there's a people that are here and your eye is upon them. Father, let us walk circumspectly in this evil day. I pray now tonight as we spend a few moments in your word, would you come and minister to us, Lord? Thank you for all that you've done, Lord. Thank you for sparing the believers in Kelowna, Lord, their, their things. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for being with us in the services. And Lord, bless our brother Max and bless my our dear brethren in the Ukraine, Lord. Father, be a wall of fire about them. Be a shield in their midst, O oh God. Father, may you make a way for them. You're the faithful one, Lord. No matter what the situation, I pray that you'll be with them, Father. Lord, this family that's going to a hospital in Toronto, I pray, O oh Father, you'd remember the need that is there, O oh God. Father, you alone, you alone are the healer. You're the God of the impossible. You're the God of every situation. Lord, we cast all our cares upon you. Lord, for every hand that was raised, for every need that's represented. Father, may you build faith in our midst. Lord, we're looking to you now. We commit ourselves into your hands. We ask your blessing as we open the word in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all the singing we'll do. Thank you. And let's just go directly to the Bible. Psalms chapter 19. Psalms 19. We'll also go to Proverbs 9. We'll just try and get into the word. I was here at church last night. I was making notes. I felt a little direction I would go in and started going to it. And, and then this morning just woke up and as the day was before me, just going into prayer and maybe just reflecting on maybe myself and all of us where we're at. And I just, sometimes prayer is maybe repetitious. Sometimes this was a trembling time for me and I just began to stay before the Lord and, and he brought this to me. So I'm going to follow that. It'll lead into a little bit of where I want to go on Sunday, where we were last Sunday, maybe from a different angle. So Psalms 19, let's start reading from verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Verse 9, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Proverbs chapter 9, we'll read one verse there, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. God bless his word. You can have your seats. I'll also invite you to go over to Hebrews chapter 12. I may use a number of scriptures. We'll make this a little bit in the order of a Bible study. Maybe not so much preaching that way, but we'll just do this as a meditation, as a Bible study, as a maybe to provoke us a little bit. Hebrews chapter 12, let's read from verse 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Now, I, you, to catch this picture, you have to think about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, coming back into unto Mount Sinai and a mountain that was rumbling and quaking and thunders and shaking. It was, it was not a, a dancing around the mountain or a bubble dancing as we would call it. It was a fearful thing. And now Paul is drawing that out and saying, now that, that was a physical, but now refuse not him that speaketh. For if they refuse not him that spake on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now hath he promised, saying, yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of those things which are shaking, shaken, as of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. As a title, I'll use Walking in Godly Fear This Evil Day. Now, I, I want to, as our brother John ministered on Sunday, speaking of God's attitude, and be, I, I've often liked to just walk and meditate and think on the things of God, but as he was ministering, I just reflected on God's great being, the great eternal. I have had a book, uh, it's on, on an e-book that I had gotten. It's called The Existence and Attributes of God. It's quite a lengthy book. It's very intense. It was written in the 16th century. But the, the man who wrote it, um, and he wrote it, and he had different attributes and, and parts of God, and he reflected on them. And sometimes it would do us good because Jesus would say, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. It's sometimes when we come into prayer, when we come into his holy presence, that we begin to, begin to understand our littleness and his greatness. Sometimes we, we come very casually to God and we just make it, well, he's God and he, and he can become an errand boy in our prayers and he can become just someone that I need this and I need that, but I think we ought to just come into his presence 
Psalms 84 is a wonderful psalm, but if you just come into his presence, into his courts, and as Brother Brandon would speak in Power of Transformation, as we come into his august courts. Now, I, I will never be able to do this service justice because I, I'd considered um, ministering this over a number of services, but I'm going to highlight some things to take the context for today. We're in five senses, and in our five senses, we really can't contact God, but it's in the sixth sense that we contact him. Now, I'm going to give you a little context. This was a quote that was a blessing. I shared it with a few people, and a brother man would talk about, now, what if you didn't have sight? Let's say you just had taste, feel, smell here, and someone received their sight and would tell you, there's another world out there. You never saw, wow, it's there. It's always been there. Now, what about the world of faith? That is, uh, speaking of things that we can't see, but they're there. And he says, now, if, if you didn't have sight, you would bump into things, and you couldn't tell what it was. And, and, and now, a person that could see wouldn't do those things. And he says, you've heard of people that say such things. Now, now he, he translates this into this thought. This is in, God doesn't call man to judgment without first warning him. Now, when you die, you just change those five senses. You receive another sense. And you're alive with a th- higher sense, a thousand times higher than this. In another life, in a life where there's no death, no sorrow. And the things you know nothing about now, you will see it plainly when you cross there. I I, I said, the first five minutes in heaven, we may, may know more than we gained in a lifetime here. And he will say, now you don't understand it now. Okay, but it's there. You don't understand it now because you're bumping into it. He says, you haven't got that sense. You say, I feel a strange feeling here tonight. And you say, it looks to me like I want to cry or I want to shout. And then he says, why? That's just the angels of the Lord around you. You know, you come into a song service and our song leader can come in and all of a sudden start, you know, just singing and and, and all of a sudden, just something comes, and we all get swept up in it. That's, that's wonderful. You know, I, I wish that would happen to me. It would happen to every minister every time you stepped up. But it's, it's there. It doesn't take away from it. Now, I, I, I use that just as a basis. There is another world. When we were young, little children, we didn't even know there was a God. We didn't hardly know our parents at first. We didn't hardly, but we grew into it. We began to experience it. So are there aspects of God that we do not know, that we do not understand. And I I just want to take just a few things just from the outset to just get you thinking. You know, I I can say it's, it's good to have godly fear, but we don't just fear because we're scared. We don't fear because uh, it's a good thing to do. Uh, we don't humble ourselves, just, you know, that, there's a false humility. You know, just walk around. 
No, we don't do that because it's that way. It's because there's a real God and we are just small little creatures and he loves us and it ought to just humble us. This is God that is so great and omniscient and all of these things. And, and we, we can sometimes just be a, a far too casual. Listen, we're living in a world that is here to downplay everything that God is. We've got an enemy that's working in every facet of society, in government, in politics, in, in media, in, in, in every attitude and every action and everything they do. They don't care about God. But we do because he's real. In him we live and breathe and have our existence. He cares about the little things. He cares about what you go through. He is our sustainer. He's our creator. He's our savior. He is everything in every part of our lives. Now, when you think about God, let me just provoke you a little bit with this. His existence. He was Elohim. The self-existing one. The eternal one. We can't fathom that as creatures of time. Well, he always was. Now, think back a thousand years and you haven't even touched the surface of where he started from. Think about eternity and where we're going and we haven't even begun to fathom that. He was a spirit being. You know, we rely so much on the tangible. We rely on... What, what we can put into our world and we can put our finger on and, you know, and, and we can't even begin to understand it. Now, just think, he's, here he was, the infinite, the, in, the, the spirit being. He's also immutable. He cannot change. He can't be one thing one day and another thing the next day. It's not part of his being. Therefore, he wrote his word. It is who he is. It is who he will always be. You can trust in it. You can just rely on it. You can depend on it. I, I'll say it this way. The truth, no matter how weak it looks, is more real than the falsehood, no matter how strong it looks. We live in a world where everything's being exalted, but the truth will prevail. The God we trust in will be there. The devil that's plaguing you and, and coming at you with spirits and demons in, a, in, in thousands of years will be here and he won't be here. He'll be cast into a lake of fire. Oh, that's more real than we can even begin to see. And I could have come here tonight and said, do you feel that? Listen, it's not what you feel, it's what you believe. It's what God has put in your heart. What he's put in your soul. He's unable to change. His character as a good God, as a loving God, will never change. Now there's other aspects to that. He's omnipresent. His eyes are in every place, in everything beholding the good and the evil. He's everywhere. Just, just imagine this. Not only does he see what you do in your private places, but he sees where your thoughts go. Oh, and Brother Branham would come and say, I'm here at these meetings in 1964 so that we can recognize the presence of God. 
Sometimes we come and we don't even recognize he's here. And he is here. But how we access him is brought into being by our attitude and the reverence and, and our approach and how we come into our courts. Listen, I, I, let, let me just say it this way. This is, this is good from the pulpit right down to the, to the pew. Sometimes we come to church way too casual. Sometimes we spend our time talking casually, just sit down and, and it's all good and God will be here. I'll, I'll just say this. Let, let's just change that a little bit. Let me change that a little bit. Let you change that a little bit. Let's have a little bit more reverence. Lord, you're God. This is your time. Let me give you the honor that is due your name. And you do, let's all do that together. And then let's watch him come in a greater way. He's omnipresent. He is knowledge. His ways are past finding out. Oh, science thinks they got it all down. They're just tapping into God's great laboratory. God knows it all. He, 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 he knows everything about nature, about every, every, you know, his omnimissions. Brother Brandon would say, he knows every flea on earth. He knows how much tallow it'll make. He knows how many times it'll bat its wings. He knows all of that. He knows what you go through. He's touched by the feeling of your infirmities. He is God. And we come to him and kneel down at night. Thank you for the day, Lord. We're tired. Guilty sometimes here. Guilty. And we wake up in the morning. Oh, I've got so much to do. Let me check my emails. Let me check this. Listen, let's just drop to our knees sometimes and say, Lord, oh God, you gave me life on earth. Let me serve you. Let me, let me honor you. Let me, let me give you more back. He is wisdom. He is the answer to every question. He is the dissolver of every doubt. He knows. He's God who reveals the secret things. Daniel, when, when the king had a dream and he couldn't remember it, and Daniel says, hey, I, I got a gift. I can just pull it up. He said, no. He didn't even point to himself. He said, there's a God in heaven that reveals the secrets. And if he would have favor on us, that he will show thee, O king. Look at the approach. It wasn't look what I can do. There's a God who can do anything. But let me be with the right attitude to him. He is wisdom. He is, the, he is all power. He can take a cancer and dissolve it like that. He can take a crooked leg. He can create. He can do anything. He can pull back a storm. He can, he can bring the wind. He can roll back the Red Sea. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. He is everything. He's able in an instant he is dominion. Psalms 145. His kingdom is everlasting. His dominion is through every generation. Isaiah 9 verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Can you imagine? What started will never end. The kingdom. Isaiah 9 verse 7 is talking about Jesus. But it says of the increase, his government will keep expanding. His peace will keep expanding. It will never stop. It will go on for eternity. Luke 1 verse 53. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom, there is no end. <laughs> 
and all the dominions and principalities, Romans chapter 13, they're all by him, for him, and under him. He is Lord over all. He's Lord of heaven. He's Lord of earth. He's Lord of everything beneath the earth. He is the sustainer. How do the stars keep their orbit? How does everything work in harmony? Because he is watching over it. He brings the moon just so far. Doesn't bring it too far so the waves don't roll back. He has got gravity. He's got everything. It's him. And he's interested in our lives. He sustains us. He watches over us. I'm trying to give you a little bit of a picture. What I'm trying to do is, before we think we're so much... And Brother Man says, you think you're something? He says, here's what you do. You take a glass of water, put your finger in it, and pull it out. And then see if you can tell me where you put your finger. That'll tell you how much you are. Oh, and we're worried about Russia, and we're worried about the USA. The nations are as what? A bucket that he just dropped. He is Lord over all those things. Why should I fear? Why should I just trust in him? He's our God. He's my God. He's your God. The greatness of God, he is beyond compare. It's not just a song. The goodness of God. God is good. God is good. All the, That's nice. It's a good song. But he is good. His goodness. What if he was an evil, vindictive God? And he delighted in, in putting you through punishment and, oh, man, I'm going to create people so I can. No, but he actually created us so that he can have his good pleasure with us. My goodness. Let, let me think of this. Just, just look at this for a moment. And Brother Branham would talk about it. Oh. Now, where did I put it? Maybe I didn't even, I didn't maybe save it, but that's Okay. Brother Bannon would just talk, just think about all of his goodness. I think the one that I quote that I wanted to do is think about his holiness. Think about all that he is. He dwells in a light that we couldn't even approach to. And the prophet says, even the angels look filthy to him. Look filthy to him. And the angels, you know, crying, holy, holy. Why? Because every time they looked up, there was another aspect of God, holy. And they look holy. And it keeps expanding. And it's more of God. It's more of who he is. And, it, it, and we think, we're something sometimes. What, why am I saying this? I, I, I spoke a little bit on Sunday just about where the world is so confused with cross-gender. And, and how it reflects and it comes into our homes. But it, it's, it's not just natural speaking. It, it's... We need real men of God. We real need, need uh, to find our place, our, our spirit, our nature, our masculinity. But we also need to recognize there's a femininity. And the part of that is reflected in the bride where the bride recognizes who her Lord is. Who is our God? That's who we're looking to. The holiness of God. My goodness, you know, the prophet... You know, God is so great that he actually has to have dimensions that he lives through. But the holiness of God, just think about it. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 7. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. 
Listen, just stay with me as I move into this just a little bit. Hebrews 12, verse 10. He chastened us for our own profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. Why should I fear in the days of evil when the iniquity of my heels compasses me about? Why should I? Because if he's called us to this, I don't want to come short of it. I, I, I don't want to be caught up with other things. And we all do. We all live in the world. We rub shoulders with the world. We have these different things. Hebrews 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So we are actually reflectors of his holiness. Friends, I, I, I met someone here the other day, who had been in the message once and gone through a life and many scars, and you know what? It's written on their faces, and you can see it because the, the devil is a cruel taskmaster. But a believer who's lived their life with God, and not that they're perfect or anything, but they're under the banner of God, there's something, an air about us. Not it's of us, but it's his holiness. And people, you walk into a room and people will take a difference. You know, they might look at you because of your dress, your ad, but if they really can sense it and they say, hey, that's a breath of fresh air. Where did that come from? I'll tell you what, it wasn't manufactured by the fashions of this world. It wasn't manufactured by going to the mall. It wasn't manufactured by staying on YouTube too long. It was, it was when you're in the presence of God. And Brother Branham would talk about that Amish woman and how Sister Mita would say, you know, I sat next to her. There was something about her. Her eyes were clear. What was it? She was in the presence of God. Amen. So what is it? There's, listen, there's a dividing line that we have to recognize is right around us. And we have to take our place. Listen, the devil isn't, he'll come knocking at your door every day. He'll come with an enticement. He'll come, he'll come with something. I, I showed the picture up here a couple, of, a couple of years ago of somebody going out camping. It was a cartoon type thing. But it's like the moose. It was raining outside. And the moose says, can I put my nose in your tent? Sure, sure, go ahead. Put your nose. Listen, it's raining on the rest of my head. Can I put my head and my antlers in? Sure, 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 go ahead. Listen, my whole body's getting so. Can I just come in a little further? And the last picture is everybody's outside the tent and the moose is inside. That's the devil. He'll say, can I come in? Can I? And he'll displace everything. We have to nerd to say no. That doesn't mean you hate moose, but, but you know what? They hate the devil and everything that he does. The righteousness of God. You know, Brother John, when you spoke on that the other day, the attitude of God, the love of God, the righteousness of God, and Brother Branham would, would put it this way. He used these words. They're so wonderful, almost so poetic, he thinks, here's Jehovah, the righteous one, everything. But in order to redeem man, he had to stretch his tent. He had to become one of us. Here's Jehovah, a super sign. Jehovah made flesh, and, and here he is, the lamb slain, and the precious blood of Jesus. And he would say it was the nature of God. We see God in him. And then at the beginning, here he was, when man was lost, God never sent an angel, but he came himself, he humbled himself, and, and, he, and he says, how could he do it? I don't know. 
If I was, just, just think about it. If, if you were God, would you be able to step outside of everything you were and become sin? Oh, we, we haven't even touched the surface of God. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just have to move along just to keep our, our time and where we're going. So as I said from the beginning, humility is not a false humility. It's a reality. And, and the prophet would say, we should love him. We should humble ourselves. We should be reverent. Talking about how Isaiah would come into the presence of God and he'd see these seraphims with six wings and, and, and two of them covered their eyes and two of them covered their feet and, and all re- speaking of something and two of them flying around. And it says, It'll, it's the sign of his coming. But we as humans, we want to be so big. We want to wear a big turned around collar, some kind of clothes. There's no holiness with us. We can't be holy. Holiness is of God. It's not a holy church. It's not a holy mountain. It's a holy God. It's not a holy people. It's a holy God in the people. Oh, he says, he made a way. When you're in the presence of God, it brings holiness. It's not only your holiness, but his holiness. It brings reverence. It brings a Holy Spirit. When, when Brother Branham would talk about how he was in the car, and, and Brother Biscoll was witness to it, and the angel of the Lord came and sat there, and he looked over at Brother Branham and he said, the, the stubble in his beard was all standing out. His face was under a great strain. He said, there, there was a presence of God unlike anything he'd ever experienced before. Now that God is still here. We may not have entered into the realm the prophet did, but he's here. And sometimes we walk around, as Jude would say, fools with hobnailed shoes, just tramping around and saying things and doing things and, say, and, and not even recognizing that even the angels wouldn't do that. I'm, listen, I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to put fear on you. I'm not here to put scare on you. I'm just saying, recognize who he is and who I am. And Lord, let me walk humbly, reverently, fearfully, I was just, just, it was just at a few moments, and I'm looking at a, a documentary of something of life in the 50s. I'm, I'm actually bringing some different things in, so I was looking at some documentaries, and I just look at how people have changed, and I look at how the devil has moved society, and, and as Brother Rand would speak in the plush, uh, blushing prophet, he says, the ladylike that women used to have isn't there anymore. They don't even know how to blush. Now, isn't that something? Now, I'm, I'm not saying I condemn, but that's the world around us. That was a quality inherent within a woman that God had placed there showing the, the, the innocence and the purity of that vessel. And I say, oh, God. Like Adam and Eve, they were in an age of innocence you know, we're, we're in Satan's Eden, and it's an age of perversion. But, oh, God, give us that which comes from your presence. Real ladies, real men, real women. He would actually say in, in the message, desperations, 
the token Jesus Christ is among us. We should reverence that. We, should, we can't humble ourselves enough. Taking off your shoes wouldn't, or getting on your knees wouldn't expel it. It wouldn't satisfy or suffice us, but a life that brings forth the fruit of the Spirit. Now, um, Hebrews 4, verse 12 would, would say this, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Let me just hold that there for a moment. I, I, I don't know, sometimes I, I grew up in a home, I knew the things that I had to do, but I wasn't converted. I still had the nature of the world. I still had things. And I, you know, I took one step, and you take another step, and before you know it, you're two steps in the world, you're three steps in the world, and, and, and before long, you don't even know how far you've gone. And for God to come and pull you back from that. And I, I knew when he was dealing with me, this was the time. I wasn't going to wait anymore. And when I came, and the closer I came back, the more I realized the awfulness. And I cried, oh God, forgive me. How could I have ever done that? And, and you know what? And it, and it brought a fear. And I would say, not that I was scared of God, but oh, I, I don't want to get caught in that again. You know, sometimes we, we God, God, we, we, and, and, and it's good to have godly fear. It is actually, it'll keep you. When, you. when you begin to think, there's a righteous God. Today he's my friend, but one day he'll be my judge. And I want to know him. I want to be on good terms with him. I don't want to cross lines and go into, it, I, I, godly fear is a good thing. It, it'll keep you from evil. It'll, it'll bring you out of different places, but the Word of God is quick. It's powerful. Sometimes you're sitting in a service or you're listening to a tape or whatever it is, and all of a sudden you feel like you're being dissected. Oh, God, I, I, I'm lacking. I'm needing something. And you raise your hands. Be merciful, oh, God. You know, if, if you have a heart that is reverent, it, it, it'll allow the Word of God to do it. But if you come in and, ah, oh, that's, nah, that's nothing. Let's get the service over with. Let's, let's move on. I'll tell you what, God can't penetrate that. So a little bit of godly fear. Well, I, I don't think much is going on here today. Well, how do you know that God can't slip in somewhere? Listen, the word of God, it's piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Verse 13, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I've got to give an account, not to my parents, not to my wife, not, not to, to message preachers. I've got to give an account and stand before God. And you can do that when you kneel on your, your knees and pray. You can do it when you come before him and say, Lord, here's my heart. Here's what I thought. Here's what I did wrong. Lord, it's open. It's, Lord, it's you and me. And sometimes, friends, when you actually break through, 
When you break through and you go beyond your human spirit and the callousness that the devil heaps on you and you come into that place, oh, the roses smell different. Oh, your brother looks different. God, look, God changes all of that. Oh, Lord, let me never wander too far from that. Sin is so deceitful. It, it'll, it'll make you think, uh, thinking man's filter, it'll make you think well, you're a Christian when you're not even a Christian. It, it's so deceitful that that's not quite the quote, but I'll, I'll get to it sometime. Three dimensions we live in, light, time, and space. Below us, if I can put it that way, right in the middle. That's all we feel. Below us is a fourth dimension, science. It penetrates that all the time. But it's a channel for that the enemy uses. It's, it's the fourth realm. Beneath that is the fifth. I, I, I like to put it that way because it, it allows me to understand that I don't have to go through science and I don't have to go through the ungodly or the lost in the fifth dimension where the sinners are. I can go right to God. I'm in the middle. But below that is the ungodly. It's the sinners that are lost. It's what Brother Branham saw when he went beyond when he was in the message, souls that are in prison now. They actually were there. The ladies that he saw coming down the escalator, he saw where they were. He saw what that makeup would do, where it would put them. It actually exists. But then, above these dimensions, there's the realm of the six. That's where the saints go when they pass away. And then beyond that, there's the seventh, where it's only God, where we can't even approach to. Now think about who we ought to love and respect and fear. Let me just, just move on a little bit. The fear of the Lord. Psalms 19 verse 9 said, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Oh, the enemy wants to callous us and make our conscience. You know, sometimes you make one mistake and then it's easy to go back to it. It's easy to go back to it. And, and, it, and it's like, well, it, and after a while it doesn't even bother us anymore. Oh God, remove those things. Hide me in the rock of ages. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord. Psalms 111 Verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I'm, I'm watching this, this clip of, of life in the 50s and 60s. This will tell you how old I am. And I'm looking at sports stars. And I'm looking at famous singing stars and movie stars. And then you see them in their season. They were, they were epitomized. And then they showed a clip of some of them at the end. And I go, oh, the devil robbed them. He used their lives, and at the end, these famous stars, they've gone off. Where are they today? Oh, the heroes of the world. And the heroes of today's world, they'll be in the same place if time goes on. 
But those that are under God's economy, that have made their decision, they'll be young forever. They'll be in glory forever. Oh, it's more real than any of all of that. I don't want to be going that way. No matter how enticing it is, no matter how it looks, that is not a road for us to go down. Proverbs 1, verse 7, just to pick up a few things here. Here, just, you know, how does it get to where it gets to? As I said, we're, we're living in a world, I don't think we understand the influences that come against us. Proverbs 1, verse 7, here's Solomon, and he says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father. Forsake not the law of thy mother. I am glad today for a godly mother, someone that prayed for me, still does. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, Consent thou not. Your relationships, your friendships, they all have a bearing on what you are and who you are. And I'm saying, I'll, I'll, not, not to make it a dividing line, but it could even happen within the framework of a church. Because spirits attract. Somebody who's just, ah, you know, and they'll make a comment and say, yeah, I agree with you. And, and before you know it, those two are going and they're, 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 they're moving slowly in a different direction. That's how the enemy works. If sinners entice thee, consent not. I, I, I can't read all of this, but you, it's such a wonderful chapter. You can go in, in many places in it. Drop down to verse 23. And here Solomon is talking about the fear and the wisdom. Turn at my reproof. Sometimes we, hard preaching is sometimes hard, as I, I said, to even bring anymore. It should never be that way. That's part of the feminist church that exists out in the world. It should not be within the ranks of the message. We are not a feminist church. Brother Branham, even God would have to show him. I'm going to go be a trapper. Okay, go ahead. This is what will happen to you. You'll be like that man who is there, a beggar beside a dump. Hey, that ought to wake you up. Thank you, Lord. I needed that. Slap, slap across the face. Yes, I needed that. I, I, I need to hear a hard message once in a while. I need to hear the prophet say, don't you feel scoured out? Friends, I, I think we ought to stay under that spout, whatever you do. You can hear a lot of things in a lot of churches and they're nice and, they're, and they're, they're, they're good principles. But nothing beats the anointing that we're under in this message. Nothing. Turn at my reproof. I'll pour out my spirit. I'll make my words known. And here he talks. I've called, but you refused. I stretched out my hand. You didn't regard it. You said it not, my counsel. You would have nothing to do with my reproof. Brother Bam would say, 
You come out of the presence of God and you proclaim what's there and you're made fun of. You're called an old crank. (laughs) No, we're not cranks. Listen, I say this because I love you all and I love the word of God and I know that I need to be under it. And he says, I will laugh at your calamity. Calamity, I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation, your destruction as a whirlwind. Verse 28, they'll call on me. I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. They hated knowledge. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. Give me an easy message. I don't want those hard ones. I don't want to listen to Jezebel religion. I don't want to listen to, you know, Branham Tabernacle. The Philistines are upon you. Anti-message tabernacle. Keep the enemy out. Let's be under that. How many can say amen to that? Because they would have none of my reproof, they'll eat of the fruit of their own way. Listen, let me just jump over quickly. 2 Timothy chapter 3. You all know this. But look at the world around us right now. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is the spirit of the, of the world around us. And, and Paul would write and say, In the last days, perilous times shall come. Why will it be perilous? Because there'll be nuclear bombs. There'll be earthquakes. There'll be all these other things. But that isn't what Paul goes to. Our peril, it's coming on the judgment, but our peril is the enemy around us. Our peril is, is the flesh realm that's not been changed yet, and it hasn't, and it won't be until we get a rapture. Our peril is a spirit that can be subject to the greatest battle ever fought. That's why you need God in your soul. That's why you need to be born again. That's why you need an experience. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. And if you don't have it, just believe that he's going to give it to you. I'm not putting you under pressure here. I'm just saying, keep pushing. Keep going. Don't stop. In the last time, perilous times will come. Why? Men shall be lovers of their own selves. They don't want to put God in, in to be the Lord of their lives. No, I'm in charge of my life. I'm covetous. I'm boastful. I'm proud. I'm a blasphemer. I'm disobedient to parents. Like, listen, this is perilous times. We are seeing this tree, these conditions coming to full fruit right now. I'm not going to, you take these first five verses, just think about them. Just take each one of these, covetous, a society of Laodicea that's built on buying goods and having things and, and esteeming that as a sign that God is with me and all it's really doing, it's covering the cry within your soul. Boastful. I don't even need to get on it. Nobody and listen, don't, don't think that that can't rub off on us. We are all team players. There's no one greater than us. We have different offices. But it's by the grace of God we are who we are. And every one matters. Every gift matters. Every part. I'm thankful for the gifts we have in our church. I'm thankful for the prayer warriors. I'm thankful for the people that pull on the word. I'm thankful for those that are helps in the church. I'm thankful that it's the economy of God that's working. Oh, there's so many things we could go into without natural affection. Truth makers, false. So many things we could go into here. 
Listen, this didn't just happen overnight. I'll, I'll, I'll come to it on, on Sunday a little bit. But these are the things that are around us. Proverbs 8, as my time starts slipping away. Let me just keep going on here. Proverbs 8, verse 13. In action to Second Timothy chapter 3. First Timothy, I think. Now, the fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil. And, and it's so easy to cross that line. Oh, somebody you know, makes a hero in a, in a movie of somebody that just goes into a slightly adulterous affair, and yet, but he's the hero in the movie, and we identify with it. And before you realize it, we're identifying with the sin. Or, oh, there's this sport, sports hero. And, and, oh, he's the best basketball player. He's, the, he's this and this. It doesn't matter that he's got dreadlocks that are hanging down to his shoulders, and he's got an earring and tattoos all over him, but he's my hero. What are we identifying with, friends? The fear of the Lord is, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Listen, that, this needs to be applied daily. Lord, when I catch myself going, listen, I appreciate that they got some great athletic feet. I appreciate they got this and this. But I can't identify with what the rest of their life is speaking of. Had some soccer thing, women's soccer, and there was the United States soccer team, the two-time champions, and there was their star player. She's openly a lesbian and purple hair and, and, and missed the, did, did all kinds of things, but yet she's slamming everybody. Slamming their own country. Won't stand for this and won't do this. And, and she's the main adv advertisement for some kind of different products. And people are just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, no, no, no. <laughs> I saw a, a, an ad for a deodorant. And it was suggestive and somewhat lewd. And I said, I'm not going to buy that deodorant. And I went into the deodorant shop and I, I looked, what can I buy? And I saw some stuff called Dove. I said, I'll get that. Ah. Yeah, it was more expensive, but at least I was going to identify with the right thing. <laughs> hey, listen, this is not a doctrine. Don't worry, okay? You do whatever God lays on your heart. The fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil. Pride. Even in church. Somebody says, oh, did you hear that song I sung? Oh, I wish they'd say that about me. That would be me. <laughs> did you hear that song? I said, yeah, I heard it, but I don't want to hear it again. No, did you, pride, just a little. You know what? All the glory belongs to him. Amen. He is the object of everything. Amen. Listen, and it's not what... I can do what I can say, but oh God, let me yield and let him go. And let me yield in the service. And even when I don't feel like it, let, let the service be better because I was praying for it. And I was doing such and such. The fear of the Lord is that lest I come with a proud attitude, lest I be like Uzziah that walked into the temple because I had pride. And I said, hey, I can offer this incense. And the Lord smote him. Friend, the fear of the Lord was not there with Ananias and Sapphira. They thought they were just talking to Peter. <laughs> that guy's a fisherman. He smells and what kind of a training and background. And hey, we can do this business deal in the church and it's just a little lie. There was no fear of the Lord. Well, friends, I'm saying this because the prophet would say the days of Ananias and Sapphira are coming again. 
<laughs> Listen, I, I, I'll, I'll, Lord willing, I'll come to it Sunday. But, but the world we're in is being ushered and brought to a place, a climax. And, it's, and we've got to be careful that we separate ourselves. Oh God, lest that rubs off on me. Lest the attitudes rub off. Lest the, the habits rub off. Are you understanding where I'm going here? Is this all right? Pride. Arrogancy. Oh, have you heard my latest service on such? No. God, if you want to use it, fine. But I, I got nothing to do with it. And the evil way. Oh, this, this next one. And the froward mouth. Mm. Why did you have to go there, Brother Ed? The froward mouth. Somebody sends you an email. Somebody drops something in. Well, I'll just tell them. Caps lock, emailed. No, the froward mouth doesn't mean you have to speak. It's just what comes out. Sometimes, hey, have I been guilty? Absolutely. But Lord, give me grace. Here, here's, here's us sometimes. We see a brother or a sister in weakness. And then we view ourselves superior. But maybe we have a weakness that we're blind to. Now, put yourself where that brother or sister is. Now, you can expose that weakness and have an air of superiority. Or you can say, Lord, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to ask you to help them. Now, tell me, what is the right approach here? Because, hey... We're going to find out as a body we need each other more than we've ever needed each other before. And we're going to have to overlook some things. Not that we're dealing with, we're just putting aside sin. Well, I'm going to wait till everybody's perfect. You'll wait till the rapture and beyond. Because we won't be perfect in doctrine and every word, but the attitude, the love of God, the part of Christ, that will come to perfection. That will come. He said, it will be there. The froward mouth. Oh, in an age of social media, when, oh, I'll post this joke. Oh, let me do post another one. And I'll post another. And before you know it, you're way off somewhere else. Oh, God, the gentle Jesus that stands in the shadows. Let me take my place with him. Now, am I saying you can't tell a joke? That's not the point. But the point is the spirit of the age is geared that way. And we need to guard against it. That do I hate. Counsel is mine, sound wisdom, I am understanding, I have strength. By me kings reign, princes decree justice. By me princes rule, nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. The world is moving into a tribulation. They are moving into the days of judgment. Romans chapter 1. As I just share a couple more things and we wind down for today. I'm just trying to get you into a thought here. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is reached from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteous of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because I, I just had something here the other day and I recognized, Lord, that wasn't how I was at the beginning of my walk. 
forgive me where I've moved away from that. And Lord, take me to the simplicity of a heart that was pure and honest before you. And even where I did things and nobody saw it or knew it, but I did it because it was the right thing to do. When I, would, when I did something wrong and I would go and repent of it. And sometimes we get along and, oh, well, what will they think of me? And we brush it off when it's really the Holy Ghost saying, I need to make that right. He says, they hold the truth. Because that when they have known God is manifest to them, God showed it to them for the invisible things. of the, I could read all of this, but it's talking about, let me go down to verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. The world is full of idols today. This I can't get into tonight. And to birds and four-footed things. Verse 24, Wherefore God has also given them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies, their own bodies, between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. When I watched in a few clips last week pictures of clergy, denominational clergy, wearing rainbow scarves. I say, oh God, how can you last? How can it last? Oh, that's out there, Brother Ed. That enemy tries to penetrate. He tries to just gain a sympathetic, well, it's not that bad. No, it is that bad. To hate the things God hates. That's the fear of the Lord. To stand against it. When everybody else is going the other way, well, I'll get criticized. So what? I'm at the point in saying, no, I'll stand for that. Lord, let me stand for truth. That doesn't mean you have to be belligerent and go and kick down every, hey, this is what I believe. No, if you're called on and you're a challenge, you can stand for it. But I think you can do it by your life that's lived and walk and show, I am not one of them. I am, I am the original believer. I am not even what, what the message would try, what they would try to cultivate within the message and, and just say, well, we want a more modern message. No, we don't want a modern message. We want the original message. We want what God gave us. Well, we'll use, lose our young people. The young people will come to it if the seed of God is in them. That doesn't mean we have to beat them down. No, we want to help them. They got challenges we didn't have. And we're on their side. And they ought to know it. We are on your side. But I say, let's come to a real birth. Let's come to a, a real fear of God. Oh, friends, when I, when I came, and I remember when I would pray and just think, Lord, you gave me, just after I'm coming out of the world, and I'd sit, and it was just a simple bowl of soup and a piece of bread. I'd say, Lord, thank you for this. Forgive me for all the times I never did thank you for it. And now we just pray, Lord, thank you for the food. And I said, no, no, Lord, everything you have given me is your goodness to me. Where do I stop this today?
My, my, my. Isaiah 33, this is not in my notes there, Sister Ruth. Let's just take this. Isaiah 33, there's other aspects of this I'll take in another service, but we'll close with this. Isaiah 33, let's read from verse 1. Let's just go back to who the Lord is. Woe to you that spoiled and that were not spoiled, and you've dealt treacherously, and, I, and they dealt not treacherously with you. Let's just go to verse 2. O oh Lord, be gracious unto us. We have waited for thee. Be thou our arm every morning, our salvation also in the time of trouble. At the noise of the tumult, the people fled. At the lifting up of thyself, the nations were scattered. I don't know what some of the world leaders are going to do when the king of glory comes and steps on the scene. And they'll see his righteousness. And I'll say, he is my God. That's the one I believed in. Listen, the nations, when it would talk about it in Revelations, about the wrath of the Lamb. Now, we're, we're still under the goodness of the Lamb, but the days of vengeance are moving into position. There's still mercy. He's still your God. Like that little boy, and Brother Branham would tell the story. Let's have the musicians come. Brother Branham would tell the story. The little boy that was, was there, and, and he stood before the judge, and he had done wrong, and the judge granted him mercy and clemency. And finally, he'd come to commit a crime, and it was a murder or whatever it was. And he said, oh, judge, remember me? I was a little boy, and you helped me. You did this. I, I remember. I was merciful to you then, but now I'm your judge. There's a judgment day coming for all the world. Oh, let me be found. How, how are you going to avoid it? Give me the fear of the Lord. Don't let me take the easy path. Let me, let me be honest in my thinking. Let me be honest in my actions, even when people don't see it. You do that and you watch God honor you. Just because you stand and you turn your eyes from something, you know, and nobody sees you. And there's no people, nobody clapping for you, but God sees Friends, let's, in our moments of, un, you know, when you're, the world is getting under like a dopamine and they can't even rationalize that anymore. Let me be pricked. Lord, let my heart be tender. Let it, let it, if I do something wrong, if I grieve the Holy Spirit, let me know it, Lord. Don't let me go on in my foolishness. At the noise of the tumult, the people fled. The lifting up, the nations were scattered. Verse 5, the Lord is exalted. He dwells on high. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Who is Zion? Zion is a type of the bride. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Let me read this last quote out of respects. And Brother Branham would, would, would talk about it and he would say it this way. One wrong click on your pad and it does something. Now, he says this in respects. I fear my mother. I fear my wife. I fear my church. I fear all of God's servants unless I should put a stumbling block somewhere in the way. I fear the people. 
I fear the people of the city unless I should do something wrong that would cause them to think I wasn't a Christian. That's a good example. When you respect God, you fear Him. You fear that you might displease Him. You fear lest you would do something wrong you don't want to. You see, therefore, before you can have respects, you've got to have fear. That isn't just so-and-so sitting on my pew. That isn't just a little child that I can just treat anyway. That isn't my mom or dad. No, there's a God that's seeing all these things. God demands it. He, he, fear brings it, and fear brings respects. Let's stand together. Oh, my. Okay. Whoever didn't expect that, good for you, because I didn't either. But that was what the Lord gave me. And I'm grateful for it, and I thank the Lord for it. Oh, my loving brother, when the world's on fire, don't you want God's bosom to be your pillow? Look down the road. I I don't want to be one of those that misses. I, I don't believe I will be because I love God. I know I love Him. And if I'm doing wrong, I want Him to correct me. And I want Him to bring me to that rapture day. But I, as I look, sometimes He uses, He shows me, hey, so and so, this and this, that situation, the world. And I say, yes, Lord, keep me under this. Oh, my loving brother. Oh, my loving brother, when the world's on fire, don't you want God's bosom to is our God, how great is His Word. How great is our God, how great is His Word. He's the greatest one that ever was heard. 
song just before we go to prayer pleasing let me be pleasing to you let my attitude let my approach let my words when I woke up this morning some quotes just came to me I don't know what's ahead friends but I believe God's going to have a church and she's going to be pure and she's going to be holy and I feel like as Brother Branham would say in perfect faith our lives my life needs to be picked up now that, that may mean a little bit more sacrifice and say a little more diligence where it's not just Sunday to Wednesday to Sunday Maybe morning prayer, but maybe it's in, as I go to bed, what are my thoughts? As I would go to the computer, where am I going to? As I go to my device, God sees and knows everything. What about the love we would have? Oh, just to hear what the latest tape would say. Just to go walk and I put on a tape the other day and I just started into it and I thought, oh God, this is so good. And I hear that prophet's voice quaking. You know, he caught little glimpses of it. In the message, souls that are in prison, he got caught up into a presence of knowing something that would come. And he said, there'll come a time when there'll be people on the earth, but they'll be in prison. And he says, and he starts crying out for his children, his family. A man that was used of God, and we can just lift up that man, but you know what? The one we need to lift up is the Lord. We thank God for that. But even, even Brother Branham, I'm so grateful that life was so transparent prays for somebody. Two, a few days later, she dies and passes away. God, you owe me an answer. 
and God showed him, I'll be quiet for a number of months and now speak to you. Job, who God was a mighty man, and yet God had to come and say, hold on a second, Job. I'm still God. Friend, there's a a lot of things even around the movement of the message and we look to ministers and messengers and, and, and that's wonderful. They're all servants, but they all need to be put in their place. The one we're going to answer to is the Lord. I'm going to answer to. Let's not be looking so much what's happening over there, over here, but let's just look here, Lord. Now, not just you and me now. Bring this into my life. Make this more a reality. How I how I am to the people I talk to, how I am to my wife and my children. Let me be pleasing to you, Lord. That's really simple, profound, but it's something we need to step into. Don't let me get caught up. Give me the fear of the Lord to hate pride, hate arrogancy, hate the evil thing. Let me not get caught up with moves cultural moves fashion moves let me not identify with let me let me be found that doesn't mean oh listen we're in this world friends yeah we're going to do things that are but the point is don't let it swallow me up let me make him lord pleasing pleasing we're going to go into prayer okay let's just sing this pleasing let me be pleasing to you. Let everything that I do be pleasing to you. Jesus, we come to the close. This service, the words that we took were the words out of the Bible from that omnipotent, omnipresent, immutable one, the fountain of knowledge, the fountain of holiness. Lord, the one who has all power. Lord, we maybe haven't even 
scarcely scratch the surface. But Lord, with little glimpses, we have felt your holiness. We have felt that, Lord, at times our speech wasn't correct in your presence. We've also felt, Lord, at times our thinking, maybe right in a service, maybe as we go out as some past or some little thing we harbor. But, Lord, all things are naked and open unto whom with whom we have to do. Lord, I raise my hands. And I say, Lord, I, I, I'll never be perfect in myself. But, Lord, I, I surely want to be open to correction. I surely want to be able to say, Lord, move me a little higher. Don't let me, don't let me be caught up. I see a world that is being caught up. I, young people being caught up with things and maybe not so much in our midst, but in, Lord, it's around us. It's everywhere. Maybe as the prophet said in what house will you build me? He just witnessed a spirit. He said it was a dying amongst the brethren. It wasn't the fervency. Oh God, we can't waken ourselves. It takes you to quicken us. But Lord, we're open for that. Maybe as we yield a few extra minutes in prayer in the morning. Maybe as we find ourselves pushing aside a book or a novel or time on the internet just to hear a tape. Maybe we're tired and we think, oh, I can't have it. But Lord, even as we go to sleep, might be putting something on. Lord, you honor that. You respect that. And you use that. Lord, may it not be a message for the elderly, but may it be for the youth. May it not be something that we put off as the 1950s or 60s, but may we see it as the voice of God that's current for us. Thank you for everyone that was here tonight. Lord, I didn't expect to go this way, but I do thank you for it. And I ask, oh Lord, let me live it also. Let me not just speak it, but let it manifest in my life. Bless everyone that's here. Thank you for the things you've done. Lord, thank you for sparing homes and thank you for sparing us in sicknesses and thank you for healings and thank you even for the things we don't see happening right now. Lord, our loved ones that you're dealing with, thank you for these things. Thank you for hearts that you're dealing with. Oh God, quicken us more and more into your presence. Thank you for every brother and sister. I pray you'll be with us now. Lord, I just ask your blessing, would it remain upon us as we go from here? Dismiss us in your presence, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, I'm having a semi-senior moment. I'm not quite a senior yet, but I had a song and now it's floated away. And, uh, oh my goodness. If I could think of, like I usually do, I give you a verse and that helps you sometimes, right? <laughs> Let's just sing, prepare me for that rapture day. Uh, that's the song. Oh, Lord. Burn on. Burn on. Oh, burn on. Oh, find up God. Burn on.
are dismissed. God bless you.